Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey, friends. Welcome to episode 465 of the My One, Two, Three Cents podcast. Uh, video audio and i'm not sure if the video version of this is going to get flagged uh full disclosure uh, i'm recording this on sunday morning and it has been uh, quite an adventure getting everything set up and i can't wait to one day have a dedicated podcast studio where i'm set up all the time and i don't have to tear down and take stuff and move it around that is on the wish list uh, my wife and I actually talked about it again last week. So hopefully one of these days that's going to happen. Now, this week I I kind of debated and, and I wasn't sure uh, what to do for this week's episode because, as I've said before, I want to do uh, in the month of October, I want to do every every month or every week rather, do a uh, Halloween-themed episode. And so in, in doing that, um, I kind of put it out there of, of my intent and then got lots of suggestions and, and, and people throwing out ideas. And I'm really still trying to get a couple. I, I've reached out to a couple of, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking here. So if you're watching, you're seeing me kind of move my hands around and, and doing uh, different things. So uh, that is, I, I'm not uh, necessarily trying to ignore folks or, or ignore what's going on here, but I am multitasking because when you're a one person show, that's what you got to do sometimes. So, and what I was doing was trying to look up a comment and now I can't find it. Uh, it was a suggestion from someone and, and I have forgotten who it was who had suggested it, but uh, it was a good idea uh, of doing a watch along of uh, the 1991 um here it is, Gregory Townsend. Um, if you're still working on ideas for this month, consider a watch along for the Chamber of Horrors match at 1991 Halloween Havoc. Or it may be timely to watch uh, the Halloween Havoc Thunderdome from 1989. I'd also enjoy a dive into the Ministry of Darkness storyline. So we, we may still throw that one out there. But uh, I had debated because I have talked about Halloween Havoc 91 before. Um, the match, the Chamber of Horrors match specifically, but didn't do it as a watch long and, and I'm alone and I don't know how this is going to work. And again, I don't know with the, got the audio very low on my uh, Peacock, um, which if you are going to watch along as well, it is season um, three, episode one, Halloween Havoc 1991. I don't know why Peacock does it that way, but that is the way they do it. So <clears throat> I do have it, uh, uh, turned on and it's uh, to the point where uh, you know Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone introduced the show and let us know that Barry Windham is not going to be 
competing and they're pitched it now to Eric Bischoff, who was outside. Uh, this is back when he was, in his words, a C-level announcer and talking uh, to some of the wrestlers who are showing up. Now, the interesting thing about Halloween Havoc, and I've talked about this before, is Eric Bischoff, and I, I did uh, years ago look at the numbers, crunch the numbers, and did a blog about it. But Halloween Havoc, you know, I, I think as fans, we all thought that Starcade was kind of their uh, benchmark, their WrestleMania, if you will, they being WCW. Uh, but it turns out that Halloween Havoc was actually had more buy rates and more overtime if you compare the numbers uh, throughout the years that they were both a Halloween Havoc and a Starcade. It was actually Halloween Havoc. Now, it wasn't by much, but Halloween Havoc was really a benchmark uh, show for them and, and one that I wish WWE would effectively bring back. I know that they have done some NXT shows, and I don't know if this year they're planning a, a Halloween Havoc, but how awesome would it be? And I think I posted this on, on my 123Cents Facebook group, which I would encourage you to join if you haven't already on Facebook. And <clears throat> excuse me, and that is the uh, the sphere out in Las Vegas. How awesome would that be with that Jack Lunton? They had, had it uh, going uh, very recently. That would be so amazing for Halloween Havoc uh, to do something like that. But I digress. And I would like to see it as a main roster PLE. I know WWE typically has shied away from using a lot of the branded stuff from uh, uh, WCW. I think there's, you know, thoughts of it was a failed brand. And if we do all of these WCW events, I'm just trying to make my phone not go completely black here uh, as we get ready to, to watch the show but let's go ahead and, and just fire it up and and so it's playing um and i'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye on it cactus jack and abdullah the butcher have arrived and speaking of abdullah the butcher he was uh, one of the individuals that i did try to reach out to and uh get for the podcast and i know he's had some health issues and and i i wasn't sure how it was going to work so i kind of pulled back and decided to not uh, pursue doing something with Abdullah the Butcher specifically. I wanted to talk to him about this match and and and, and do this with him. Now, uh, here we have pulling up in their car, looks like Diamond Dallas Page, and he's in a tiny vehicle. And, uh, you know, he and Scott Hall, two big six foot, five, six, seven, eight guys uh, getting out of it. So, uh, the diamond stud. It's not really Scott Hall. It's di uh, the diamond stud. They're part of this chamber of horrors match, or at least uh, the diamond stud is. And he was managed at that time by Diamond Dallas Page. Now here comes. I don't have my my glasses. Oh, it's Barry Windham. And so the uh, Arnie Anderson and Larry Zabisco are attacking him, slamming his hand in the car door. Now, I think I I'm trying to <clears throat> remember, and I should have watched. The beginning of this with the sound on and, and paid more attention to it but Barry Windham and Dusty Rhodes uh, are a tag team and the enforcers Arnie Anderson and Larry Zabisco but I think I was starting to talk about the significance of Halloween Havoc and this is the first year 1991 is the first year that uh, we're doing this show without Ric Flair you know Ric Flair was a centerpiece for uh, Jim Crockett Promotions and and then WCW when Turner bought the organization. So uh, this is the first year that we're seeing this happen without uh, the uh, Ric Flair effect. He's in the WWF. He had just jumped ship and actually probably at this time is still uh, walking around with the WCW championship boasting 
and claiming to be the real world's champion. And Lex Luger on WCW's side of things has won the heavyweight title and is going to be defending against Ron Simmons and nothing against Ron Simmons. A year later, he would become the heavyweight champion. I don't think in 91 though, he was quite there. And that made this card feel a, a bit less than, and I know one wrestler not being there shouldn't have such an impact, but I do think Ric Flair's impact of, of not being there significantly hurt things. Now we're starting things off with the Thunderdome match, which is very interesting in and of itself as well. Now this is a giant cage structure. If you haven't watched this, I'm going to do my best to describe this. And if you have watched this, let's just uh, have some fun with it. It's, it's kind of a precursor to hell in a cell where it goes outside of the ring. It's not on the ring, the cage that is, and it's got a roof. Uh, Eligante, who later became giant Gonzalez in the WWF uh, was the first to come out. Now here comes Big Van Vader, and he is uh, looking quite scary with the big smoking mask. So when he takes that off and sets it down, it does the whole spectacle in and of itself as well. And this is really early WCW Vader um, before he wins the heavyweight championship. And, and really, I feel like this match kind of showcases some of the best talent in WCW, but it's such a hokey, silly, gimmicky match. And here comes now the diamond stud out. So they're bringing everybody out individually, which again is interesting because this is a, a eight man tag team matchup um, that is going on and, and diamond stud, you know, watching him now, you definitely see uh, some of the mannerisms that that razor Ramon would, would adapt a year later, again, a year later, uh, we've got, uh, here comes Cactus Jack now with a chainsaw in hand too, by the way. But a year later in 1992, by this time, Diamond Stud is in the WWF wrestling as Razor Ramon. Vader is uh, a former now WCW heavyweight champion. El Gigante or El Gigante is, uh, I think, just about out and is headed for the WWF because he makes his debut in either late 91 or early 92. Uh, I'm sorry, in late 92 or early 93. Here come Rick and Scott, the Steiner brothers. Um, you know, they, about a year and a half from now, are going to be also wrestling in the WWF. Um, so you've got right now on the good guy side, El Gigante and the Steiner brothers. And on the bad guy side, you got Vader, uh, the Diamond Stud, and Cactus Jack. Now, who will be the fourth man for their respective teams. Well, we know uh, that it's Abdullah the Butcher is, is on the uh, bad guy, the heel side of things. And here he comes now carrying that, uh, I don't know, it's a cane or a, a stick or some sort with a, with a skull on it. Uh, and again, that gruesome, Abdullah the Butcher, one of the more brutal characters, uh, gimmicks in the world of professional wrestling. Um, didn't see a whole lot of him during his prime, you know, because he was wrestling in the 60s and 70s. Um, and now here comes Babyface Sting, and I believe he's the U.S. champion here. Beats his chest and the belt falls off, but he is uh, in those bright neon, vibrant colors, yellow uh, tights, the bleach blonde hair. This was my favorite incarnation of Sting, and I know that, that uh, a lot of people are more of the Crow Sting, but uh, I always enjoyed and, and they're getting started early here uh, cactus jack and abdul the butcher attacking sting on the ramp now the steiners are coming out so we're outside and inside of this cage and i believe this is also the match 
where we get introduced to the referee. So the referee is wearing a helmet that effectively has a GoPro. It's not a GoPro, but it's a camera on his on his helmet uh, throughout the course of this match as well. So we get a different view. But this match is gimmicked with all kinds of Halloween. You know, it's a chamber of horror. So there's uh, caskets or coffins in there. There are uh, other people in there like zombies or druids or what I, I don't know exactly what they're supposed to be and sting has got that stick that abby came out with and now is whacking it away at cactus jack and abdul the butcher and i guess I, I i guess the setup for this is why they decided to go first and open the show with it now we're getting a, a view with the referee uh camera here um Barry Windham, I think it's coming back. Barry Windham and, and Dustin were supposed to wrestle on a tag match. I don't think this is the night that Ricky Steamboat debuts, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, Ricky Steamboat had been in the WWF. He had come back that summer and was doing the whole fire-breathing dragon gimmick at that time. But, uh, you know, this was this match happened. This uh, Halloween Havoc happened. I was a, a freshman in college, so I was not watching it live. I think, I, I, I can't remember, but my roommate was my buddy in high school that I'd go to his house and we would watch the uh, satellite. Uh, they had a big satellite dish in their yard and we would watch some of these old matches, some of these old uh, wrestling pay-per-views. And I believe, if I remember correctly, his mom recorded this one and, and mailed it to us. So we didn't see it immediately. This is obviously way before technology, internet and email and all that stuff. So uh, it was recorded and then mailed to us because I do remember watching this in 1991. I didn't uh, wait and rent it or anything like that. It was something that uh, that he sent or that his mom sent to us. But uh, Abdul the Butcher, again, one of those characters that, you know, somewhat controversial these days uh, due to some allegations. And, and I think some of them were ended up being founded and true, uh, but not here to criticize or talk about any of that kind of stuff. But uh just a, a very interesting hodgepodge. Now, I get the Steiners and Sting and, and El Giante being tag team partners. Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher makes sense. Vader makes sense. The Diamond Stud, I think, is kind of the, uh, on the heel side, the odd man out, just because he didn't have that same aura uh, that Sting and Cactus Jack, I'm sorry, that Cactus Jack and uh, Abdullah the Butcher and Vader had. But I don't know that there was necessarily anyone else on the card. Maybe Oz. You know, Kevin Nash, I don't know if he was Oz here or if he was, he might have been Vinny Vegas by this time. But we get another view of the referee and the Steiner setting up Cactus Jack. Now, here comes, they're lowering something into the ring. It is that chair, that electric chair, if you will. Um, and Cactus Jack is laying underneath it here and Rick Steiner guiding it. I don't know if he was intending to crush uh, Cactus Jack with that or not, but the goal now is to get someone into that chair and effectively electrocute them. Now, obviously, we're not really electrocuting anyone, but again, this is this is awesomely bad stuff. I, you know, I look back on this, and even when I watched it, I don't think I was very critical of it because I like kind of the hokey, fun, silly stuff, and I don't think this was meant to be taken seriously. And if it was, then maybe I misinterpreted it. But, uh, you know, I think that this is uh, good stuff here. The giant El Giante choking out. Now, here goes Rick Steiner. He is in the chair, courtesy of Vader. Uh, but fighting his way out is Rick Steiner, who, by the way, his son, Braun Breaker, we saw him last Tuesday night on NXT, uh, rub shoulders with The Undertaker and John Cena. 
I don't think that, you know, before that, I think people were predicting big things for Braun Breaker. So I think he's going to have a very, very bright future. Now, oh, Cactus Jack just got hit in the head with the lid to one of those coffins, Sting. It's a wooden coffin. And Sting just nailed it. Now, here come some zombies dressed as medics, uh, all in white, and they're carrying out something here. And they're now all just waiting on the ramp. So again, this is hokiness. It's fun, but it, it fits that Halloween theme. I think a lot of people like Halloween. They love Halloween. And this is a way to give us some of that Halloween fun without getting overly gory with it and, and grotesque um, and violent. You know, I talked before previously about death matches and the light tubes and 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 those kinds of things that, that happen in those kinds of matches. And this gives you it, it's not hardcore by any means but the confines of the cage and the cage is very different than what we typically see and i don't know if this is the same cage they used uh, at halloween havoc 89 but it, it seems like it it's got obviously because you got a, a 500 pound or 400 pound abdullah butcher now climbing the outside of that or climbing that cage it's set up to where it's easier to climb for some of these larger uh wrestlers and Rick Steiner and Diamond Stud are going at it outside and Diamond Stud's head just rammed into those steel bars. But it's it's set up to be a little more conducive for the superstars involved. And you, you can't blame WCW for doing that. Cactus Jack and Sting now going up high. These two were great together. I feel like they had great chemistry. And this was really kind of a coming out uh, a feud for Cactus Jack. He really shined a lot in this uh in this specific instance not just this match but the whole program that he had with the stinger uh now we've got one of these masks like i said there were guys that were in the caskets uh in masks and one of them uh, is handcuffed now to the cage was trying to get involved with rick steiner so you you have all these uh extra uh things going on to to add to it a match like this, I would imagine watching it at at the arena. <clears throat> Maybe it's easier to watch the whole thing, the whole shebang going on. But on TV, you know, you're getting just specific little nuggets of it, and and the commentators are reacting accordingly. Jim Ross and and Tony Schiavone. I'm not sure if anyone else is on the call here. I didn't keep the volume on because I didn't want this to get flagged. Uh, once it goes on YouTube because of copyright and all that good stuff. But there are those handcuffs with the long chains on them that are being used again, these, uh, I don't know what they are. I don't what what you would call them. These guys dressed in all black with the masks on that are coming out of these caskets. I guess there's only been one really so far, but <clears throat> uh, Abdul the Butcher and Rick Steiner going at it again outside here. Um, Sting now inside the chamber where their uh, electric chair is sitting and he is now in the chair, but uh, Scott Steiner to the rescue. And again, the transformation of Scott Steiner, how much he changed. And he's choking now Scott Hall or, or the Diamond Stud with that handcuff. Vader and, and El Giante going at it. <clears throat> and there we see the switch, the infamous switch to uh, essentially, again, fry your opponent. Whether or not that uh, turns out to be a good thing. Sting choking out Abdullah the Butcher now with a, a, a big kendo stick. Uh, and Steiner now going after, uh, Rick Steiner going after Abdullah the Butcher, but um, 
this was the one and only year that they did this match as well. And I know that in years that would follow, they they came up with some gimmicks. A year later, they do spin the wheel, make the deal with Jake the Snake Roberts uh, and Sting. And again, I feel like some of that, you know, then in 93, it was Vader and 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 uh, Cactus Jack with the spin the wheel, make the deal. So they did that a couple of times, but this concept was, was short-lived. Uh, but again, it, it was a good way. And I, I, I find it interesting that they used top-tier talent like Sting and the Steiners on here instead of putting them, you know, Sting was the U.S. champion. I'm pretty sure he was the U.S. champion. He had a, a belt on. I couldn't tell what belt it was. But I think this was in an era when he was U.S. champion and was kind of, they were waiting for that big moment to have he and Luger uh, go at it because Luger, like I mentioned earlier, was the heavyweight champion. Abdul the Butcher working over Sting right now, speaking of the U.S. champ. And uh, just uh, uh, excuse me as I take a drink here. Oh, and it looks like Sting might be bleeding. Abdul the Butcher is bleeding too, it looks as if. But Sting's blonde hair, that blood really shows up. And again, the way they're hitting each other with these wooden boards and, and sticks and, and chains from the, uh, the handcuffs, I can see where it would be easy to uh, get some accidental blood here. Rick Steiner back in now and another shot of those, those I, I guess, zombie uh, medics, if you will, uh, white faces, white hair, and in the white scrubs. And Scott Steiner now choking out Cactus Jack as Abdul the Butcher still working over the stinger. <clears throat> Pardon my dogs as they start barking. I think they're worried with what's happening here as well i don't know uh but rick steiner really bashing away at abdul the butcher outside the ring as sting uh teams up with steiner against abby and now cactus jack taking some of that stick that uh singapore cane i don't think it was the singapore cane quite yet and uh, Diamond Stud just got hit, I think, below the belt by Scott Steiner. Now Cactus Jack climbing up by that, uh, and he's he's bleeding as well, bleeding a lot. This is actually this turned out bloodier than I remembered. Uh, and this was still in an era where uh, you know WWF obviously was was aiming and targeting more towards the kids in this era, uh, and and we didn't see the blood like we saw in Jim Crockett promotions or now in this case in WCW. And I don't remember uh, Sting bleeding in this match where he is. I'm assuming that's his blood. And, and I don't remember Cactus Jack bleeding as much as he's bleeding it or as it appears. And again, I know that there have been mixed reactions, mixed views on the use of blood, especially in modern day 2023 wrestling. Um, you know, I, it, it, I don't think it's necessary anymore. Um, but I also understand why some would want to use that uh, tactic, if you will, uh, to enhance or, or better tell the story. Now it looks like Scott Steiner is being set, or I'm sorry, Rick Steiner being set up by both Diamond Stud and Abdullah the Butcher on that electric chair. But Brother Scott saving Scott uh, Rick with, I think that is Abdullah's original stick that he came in with the skull on it, but the skull is, has broken off. Be kind of cool to find some of these artifacts that referee helmet and camera like what happened to that and the stick that abdullah the butcher carried around those caskets um i think somebody a few years ago had one of the inflatable uh 
uh, Halloween Havoc jack-o'-lanterns that they use at the entrance, and it's huge. And okay, I think we're getting near the end here. Cactus Jack is poised to flip the switch. Scott Steiner is in the electric chair. Jack turns his back, and Abdullah the Butcher is being fought back. And look at that, a belly-to-belly -belly by Rick Steiner and Abdullah the Butcher being strapped now to that chair. Arm straps are on, and Rick is looking to put that helmet on. Abdullah is sitting on the helmet, though. Cactus Jack buying some time here, trying to stall. This is where a match like this, there's so much going on. And, and Cactus Jack flips the switch. The lights go out, and we see all kinds of sparks, and Abdullah the Butcher is frying in that seat. It is Southern Fried Abbey, as we used to say back in the day. All kinds of fireworks and, and hoopla. Now, the, the, the helmet thing didn't make it all the way down, but uh, Abdul the Butcher is selling this as the best he can. And again, it's hokey, it's fun. And yeah, if this happened today in, in WWE or AEW, probably would be making fun of it and laughing at it and being more critical of it. But with 32 years later, it's fun. It is what it is. Abdul the Butcher bleeding and out cold, sitting in that chair, slumped over that electric chair as he has uh, lost the fall for his team and Vader and, and Diamond Stud now kind of watching. Cactus Jack, I don't see him in the shot anymore. And I don't know if this sets up more tension between Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher because I believe they eventually split. I don't think Abdullah the Butcher stays around much longer either. I think he's there for the first Battle Bowl, which happens at Starcade 91, which again, Talk about the decline and, and the cachet of Starcade. I think that that didn't help either. Um, but again, Ric Flair, a big part and a big influence in WCW and, and him not being here, I think is part of it. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what would have been different had Flair been here because he was set to wrestle Lex Luger at uh, that summer event where Lex Luger became the champion. I wonder if Luger would have won the belt and stayed a babyface, and Flair stays the heel and we go from there. Now Cactus Jack coming in to the little cage structure here to check on Abdullah the Butcher who, and I wish I did have the sound on because I'm wondering how commentary is selling this if Abdullah the Butcher, if they're selling it as him being dead or really shocked and, and not able to uh, be revived. But Cactus uh, checking on his friend and, and tag team partner. But Abdullah the Butcher not responsive here. Oh, nope, he's up now. And look at this, he just shoulder blocked uh, Cactus Jack, the cage has been lifted and now Abdullah the Butcher is going nuts. He's kicking uh, the people. He's knocking over uh, all of these medics dressed in all white. They're, they're falling over like dominoes here, folks. Abdullah the Butcher has literally gone nuts. He falls down, trips over one of these guys and now just beating up the guys that are, are remaining and, and laying there, these medics. Uh, and now Cactus Jack joining in on the fray. Uh, they are trashing these men and now cactus jack being attacked by oh no no he's just wrapping his arms around him abdullah the butcher wrapping his arms around cactus jack as they are in an embrace making their way out of the ring and, and that's it they they fade to black and now of course this is on peacock so they go to a commercial i don't know what happened uh, on the actual pay-per-view i don't remember but uh, i'm sure they needed some time to get everything cleaned up and and get the cage the cage like i said was lifted up but uh, there's still stuff like the chamber seat sitting there and, and probably pieces of wood and, and uh, you know, all that laying around. So that had to be cleaned up very quickly as well for the folks 
that we're still watching there in the arena. And I think if I, if memory serves me correctly, and this is the only match I'm going to do this watch along part with, I think that was the only uh, kind of gimmicky match. Again, we had the heavyweight title match and the tag team titles were supposed to be on the line as well, but uh, Barry Windham getting attacked there. And so uh, they're showing commercials on Peacock. So we're going to kind of wrap things up for this week's episode. I do want to remind you to subscribe this, to this podcast or to the YouTube channel. Do both, actually, and leave a review. Uh, the goal on YouTube is to get to 1,000 uh, subscribers before the end of the year. That's kind of the threshold that YouTube has set to monetize videos. So I want to get back to monetization and, and doing things with that. Uh, and also want to let you know that the uh, My Winter Three Cents toy drive is underway. It is happening. And I have uh, gotten word that I'm going to be able to set up some boxes uh, where I work at Shawnee Community College. So uh, there will be hopefully some more toys flowing in. Again, the goal 300, it is lofty. You can drop off at... Castle Perilous and Carbondale. Now we have uh, Eric Bischoff dressed like a vampire or Dracula and Missy Hyatt dressed, uh, I guess, like a showgirl from the 20, the flapper. She's got the big feathers in her hair and a gold sequence dress. But uh, again, I digress. Was talking about the toy drive. You can reach out to me via Venmo, Kevin hyphen Huntsperger uh, over there. So uh, making a donation, anything helps uh, this time of year. And again, we're collecting toys, the goal of 300 to go to Toys for Tots. These are uh, wrestling action figures, but you know what? I'm not going to turn away any toy that gets donated to the drive. But uh, again, uh, really focusing and, and emphasizing on wrestling figures because that's what we grew up on and, and sharing that joy of waking up on Christmas morning with others uh, to me is, is something special and something that I will do for as long as I'm able to do. Uh, and again, want to remind you to subscribe, as I mentioned, and I'm working on a couple of other big things for the brand. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, uh, by the start of next month, we'll be more uh, focused with that. I've done some work on all of it for what I'm looking to do and launch. Uh, I did that over the weekend. So looking for some more big and uh, fun things for the my one two three cents brand again your suggestions are always welcome follow on social media send out those suggestions join the my one two three cents facebook group uh, and weigh in as well you can always support the brand oh here comes a gimmick tag team out here uh the creatures wearing uh green masks and i don't remember who the creatures ended up being but uh green masks green tights are kind of I, this is, again, I think a one-off for the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view. But anyway, uh, follow along uh, for the ride on social media and let me know what's on your mind. Give me your one, two, three cents on things going on uh, in current wrestling and, uh, you know, the nostalgia. I could have sat here and talked about things going on currently because there's plenty to talk about. But I wanted to do a throwback and continue the nostalgia kick, the nostalgia ride here. Uh, on my one, two, three cents, the podcast, both on video and audio format. And the tag team coming out to face the creatures. I want to get to this before we say goodbye. It's PN News and Big Josh. And wow, what a tandem there. Big Josh, of course, we know ended up becoming Doink the Clown about a year later again in the World Wrestling Federation. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's episode. Thanks again for watching and or listening. Have a great week and we will. Talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.